what's cracking john fitch here john fitch knows nothing i hope y'all are doing well on this uh it's a rainy it's rainy out here on the left coast i don't know about y'all it's been a little chilly a little rainy but it's sunday it's time for john fitch knows nothing there were fights 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 and more fights this weekend lots of fights lots of fights um if you haven't yet make sure you're getting your robot dog t-shirt and apparel stuff here <laughs> all right get your robot dog stuff before the robot dogs are actually here and you're not ready for them if you got the cool shirt on they'll think you're in the club they'll leave you alone i'm telling you but we had some great uh had some great fights because there were so many of them plenty of stuff to talk about uh the um Hamzamir is telling us it's uh it's chilly. <laughs> You're gonna get us kicked off. Yep, the balloon did its job. <clears throat> I do not support conspiracy theories. <laughs> they get me demonetized. So <laughs> they're messing with the weather. Uh, I don't know if we can talk about that on the tubes, on the YouTubes. Man. All right, bear fights though. Bare knuckles. Let's go chronological. You guys have any problem with chronological order? If I go through the fights chronological order, nothing, no, no problems, no issues with that. I'll even share the uh, the screen here because I like the uh, bare knuckles how they do their dealio. Uh, first fight of the night, mono. Vicious KO, 25 seconds. I had a feeling that that fight wasn't going to last very long. I don't know. Something about uh, Shugart's eyes in the ring and versus Mono. Mono looked like he was there for blood. That was his first uh, appearance in the bare knuckle ring. He did great. Looked good. 25 seconds. What do you say to that? You know, uh, next fight was uh, Mitchell and Menaces. Menaces. Um, was menaces-ing <laughs> through the fight. These guys were back and forth all over the place. Um, the I always hate the majority draws, you know, but I guess the they're reason is it was, you know, two judges scored at 47-47 and one judge scored at 48-46. My thinking is, you know, if you got one judge – Scored it one way towards one guy, and the other two guys scored it a tie. I feel like it kind of should go towards the guy who said the, the one guy. But I see what they're saying. It's the majority. You're supposed to go with the majority. If two guys thought it was even, then it's probably more likely that it was even. I'm just I'm just sour grapes. I'm just sour grapes in over the BJ Penn majority draw that I got still. <laughs> right. Um next fight. Lacaze Lacaze looks high Zay in the photo. Uh and Williams. Um we had uh corner stoppage, the end of round three, right? Usually these fights go five rounds or all two minutes. Five rounds, I believe, even the championships, but they do, they do do, 
I guess for championships, I do they I guess they do an extra round for breaking the the tie, right? Because they've done that before. They've had tie breaking rounds. I wonder why they didn't do that with because they had another draw, I thought, on the on the card. Yeah, they had two draws on the card. I wonder why they didn't do the must be just for championships or something. Uh but like other really good fights on the card, I think, that were were, were notable. Um, I don't like this screen setup. We're gonna put me. I can't do that. Can't put this thing on the other side. Oh, this is awful. Let's go restream. I can't do this. This doesn't look good. That's good enough, I guess. Man. All right, here we're getting back to bare knuckles. Uh, yeah, I don't want to go over all these because we didn't have a lot of fights this weekend, a lot of stuff to cover. Um, other really notable fights, if I can remember, I think the Shavers-Henry fight was very technical. Um, Henry got the KO in round four. It was a very technical, clean fight. These guys look like boxers out there even though they're throwing bare knuckle i was impressed with this fight um i'd like to see more of them but yeah end of, end of round four the ko for henry he might have been was that the one he might have been he might have been losing that fight up to that point i can't remember there's so many fights there's so many fights um i hate too how they don't have the uh on this one here they don't have the uh they don't have the means of how the fight was won to just show who won. Uh, the Perusa and Reese was a fun fight. It's KO round two, 124. I mean, these guys come out throwing hard. They throw fast. I don't know how you can not. It seems off-putting at first because I've got I've, I've had clients and people asking me about you know the fights I'm watching. I'm talking about bare knuckles and getting excited about it, and they're a little tentative. I, I got to be honest, they're a little tentative about the bare knuckles. But okay, you got to just try it. You got to give it a try. You got to give it a taste. Give it a little bit of a taste. Give the bare knuckles a little bit of a taste, and you'll love it. Um, who said we have here? Sensely and career. Was a good fight. It's an unanimous decision uh, for Sensley. But guys look pretty good. I think they could have kind of turned it up, turned up the heat on each other a little bit more. Uh, I mean, into more of the bigger main fights. Guys that are playing, trying to get ranks, trying to get titles, trying to get main events. Um, Kelly Harris. Harris just ran through him, quite honestly. Uh, TKO, round one, 39 seconds. Wasn't wasn't much of a matchup. Caleb, Caleb Harris was just too much, overwhelmed him very early. 
Now let's get into the co-main. All right, the co-main event was a lot of fun. I like this. I like this a lot because I think I like um, Lily. Right, James Lily is he's unassuming. You know, you see the guy out on in street clothes, or even you see him in his little fight shorts, and you don't you don't think that this guy is going to be a scrapper. Um, and he is very calm in the pocket. He's very um, clean with his striking. He's got decent power. He can take heavy punches and not even be phased by it. Like the guy's a lot of fun to watch in bare knuckle. I don't know uh, much about his, you know, personal history or story, like where he started, if he started with boxing or he started with bare knuckle. Maybe he's always been a bare knuckle gypsy type fighting guy. But, you know, he's got uh, that English accent and he looks like the type of guy who drinks a, a beer and has a smoke and will come out and, and then knock somebody out who's three times his size. And it's just a lot of fun to watch him fight. If you guys have not find, found or <clears throat> if you guys have not given Lily a chance, James Lily, if you haven't had a chance to watch him fight, I highly recommend you go and look for some of his fights. I might have some of them for free up on the YouTubes or somewhere, but, but watch him. And Taylor was no slouch. Like he's had some good fights. You know, he's, he's uh, had a lot of age, I think on Lily, but you know, he did a great job. I thought that he, I thought he was going to gas. Honestly, I thought he was going to gas a little bit early and he didn't, he kept coming through because he was throwing heavy punches throughout the fight. And Lily really had to be, um, accurate. It'd be a little bit more pinpoint with what he was landing, and his defense had to be tighter. He's Lily's really makes himself really hard to hit. He does a good job being evasive, yet not running. Um, I've seen him fight twice now, and and both times I've I've watched him fight, I've really enjoyed it. I thought he's been top notch, top top of the heap. And um, what is he? He's the one fifty uh, five pounder. Right, he might have been. That might have been catch weight. I don't even know, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see who he fights next. Because he's fighting like, isn't he fighting like Palomino type guys, like guys big, like monster type dudes? Because Taylor looks kind of yoked too. I guess let's put this back up. Right, Taylor's pretty big. He's pretty yoked. I thought he was gonna be, you know, putting some some beatings down some big punches <laughs> but i thought he'd get gassed you know because he's throwing a lot of, of uh, heavy hard punches but he didn't you know he sat in and he kept throwing uh lily though lily is tough tough very tough but let's get into um let's get into the main event right before we get into any other controversies, I'll get into the chat. We'll do a little chat time in between events. How about that? I'll break things up a little bit. Make sure I get your questions. Main event. This was um, excellent. This was a great. There's a controversy, though. There is controversy, and I can I can agree to them, you know, raising issue with the counts. But uh, at the same time, 
great fight. <laughs> it was a great fight. Uh, you have, you have, um, of course, um, I hate, man, I need a better display system here. They put me in the old corner. I got to take these things off from the old corner here. Put Johnny in the corner down the bottom here. Um, but Belcher Adams. So Belcher comes in at about 230, 232 pounds-ish, something like that. So he he's not a huge guy, which means he probably, um, you know, he's in shape, but I'm sure he's eating. He's probably eating well. So he probably ate a little bit before that fight. He probably wanted to come in heavier. So he might not even be that big of a solid 230, 235-ish, you know. He might he might be a more lean 225 or 215. He'd probably still fight at 205 pretty easy. And Adams is a good 260, right? He's at least, right? He's at least 260. Did I did I have those weights right? They might have screwed him up. They have it here at 206 and 232. That's not right. They screwed that up. It's got to be 260. Right, I'm pretty sure that's what what I had heard. That's considerable amount of weight, 20, 25 pounds, 20, 25 pounds. Somebody hitting you with the bare knuckles, and the reason Adams is so good and has been performing so well is because he moves really well. He's 260, and he's he's not um, super like he's not jacked. He's not super cut. He's got a little extra on him. He could lean out, but there's no need for him to because he moves really well. And uh, he's he's got great great cardio for 10 minutes. And um, so he's not going to have to, you know, worry about leaning out. He doesn't have to lean out because he doesn't have to move faster. Like he moves fast. He moves his head really well. Um, punching and defense are pretty good. Defense, uh, I don't think, is amazing, but – just a little bit of head movement goes a long way, I think, especially when you're bare knuckles. Um, harder to land, clean, good punches when the guy's moving. But Adams poses a huge threat because he's so mobile and can move really well and move quickly. That that size, if somebody somebody moves that fast and it's that big, it's a little scary, man. I used to wrestle at Purdue, and Tom Erickson was there, and. Tom was the assistant coach, and Tom weighed every bit of 300 pounds on your average day. And that guy moving fast and just basic movements, it was that was a scary movement, man. It was like a wild animal, like a gorilla loose. You got to be careful. So um, Belcher gets cracked pretty decent twice. And it, we, we talk about it all the time, bare knuckles. It's different, right? It hits different. You don't have the same clean, you know, chin type knockouts. You still got the ear and the, the temple type knockouts, so they lose their legs. But th the knockouts just look different because if you're you're literally, you know, those two little knuckles in your face, little ball peen hammer. It's like taping two ball peen hammers together and then hitting somebody in the face with it. That's what it feels like. It's awful, and that feeling is enough to make people quit pretty quick. That's observationally. <laughs> Right. I've 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 been hit, you know, in street fights and brawls ages ago, but it's not the same as like be, I, I can just imagine it, there's no way it's the same because getting cracked with the four ounce glove 
isn't the same as getting hit with a big sparring glove. And I've sparred with smaller gloves and like, it's different. It's just different. It's different. So that big guy throwing big hits at Belcher, it's impressive that he was able to continue and keep fighting. That that really was surprising that he was able to um, come back from that. The, the second time they're complaining, the second knockdown in that first round that um, it took too long. They're saying that it was like 15 seconds. They're saying that the second count started too late or paused or whatever. But uh, when I was watching it back, it didn't seem that slow. It seemed a little bit slow. And you can also make the argument that Adams was was not retreated to the neutral corner yet. Sometimes the refs don't start counting until the guy goes to where he's supposed to. Like you knock the guy down, you're supposed to go to a neutral corner and, and, and wait until you get instructions from the referee. If you're not backing off, there's a good chance that he might not start counting yet because you're still right there. So I don't know. Maybe that's the argument. Either way, I'd watch these two guys fight again. Why not? Why not? Bare Knuckles is fun. These guys put on a fun fight. I'd watch it again. You know, why not? Why not, guys? Why not? That's the big question. Let's go to the, the chat here real quick before we get to the uh, the next next one. I guess I guess we'll just cover it. Uh, Belt real fast, but we'll cover that. We'll cover that. Hamzamir saying Amasav is one of the best welterweights in the world. Yes, 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 James. 45 going on 25 Friday. Yes, it was my birthday recently. I am halfway to 90 degrees. <laughs> 45 years old, man. 45 years old. Um, Hamzamir is saying that Dana White did a BS Stefan Bonner life celebration. You know, it is. He did him dirty. He did him dirty because these guys milk what those guys did in that fight, and they milked that first season of Ultimate Fighter so much. They've made so much money, billions and billions of dollars off of these guys, literally billions of dollars off of these guys. And there are some dark times that Stefan Bonner was having and going through, and I wonder – how there for him was the UFC? You know, were they were they there for him? Were they there to help him with lawyers? They help him with like rehab? They help him with any other ailments and problems he had? You'd think that they'd be indebted to him forever, and would do more than put on a little video life celebration thingy. You know, like maybe maybe they could have helped him more so that this wouldn't have been a problem. Maybe something like that could have could have happened. You know, if guys had more ownership of their ranks, their titles, their identities, maybe they would be able to make money and not have to put themselves through a lot of the things that Bonner put himself through. Maybe, just possibly, you think. <laughs> but, yeah, whatever, man. <sighs> the, uh, what do you call them? The Escobars, Pablo Escobars, they build soccer fields and take care of the homeless too. You know, it's all part of the part of the shtick. Mulatto Vanguard, thank you very much with the super chat. With the happy birthday. Very much appreciated. Hamzamir is saying, uh, I heard Diego wants to fight Paul Maggiani and 
bare knuckle. That'd be cool. Why not let Diego make his money? Let him make his money. Um, okay, so yeah, it's bare knuckles. Bare knuckles is fun. I like the bare knuckles. Watch the bare knuckles. Um, if you haven't seen James uh, Lily fight, go do that. He's fun. And uh, Belcher Adams, let's watch a rematch. I'm fine with that. Belcher's always been fun. Um, fighter to watch. I've always enjoyed him. Uh, always enjoyed talking to him also. Good stuff. Um, next, let's go to Bellator. And Bellator, I, I kind of messed up. I remember they had a, um, an early show, but I um, – I didn't realize how early. So I started watching the free broadcast too late, right? And I didn't catch it until it was too late. So the, so like, yeah, the main event was over with before I, I realized that I was watching the undercard. And I only watched, you know, I watched the first couple fights. Nothing really great to talk about. But I did go through some highlights and stuff for the uh, Amazov fight because, you know, I said a long time ago, he, he's somebody who's probably going to be one of the best uh, welterweights ever, possibly, quite possibly. He has that type of potential because he does, uh, he has great stand-up, good strength, good cardio, uh, good wrestling. You know, he's got good submission defense skills, so he's he's very good, and he was still learning. That was a couple years ago. I think he's a very capable fighter, and I, you know, I I had him as a heavy favorite in this fight with Storley. Even though Storley's a good wrestler, his stand-up just isn't, isn't going to be there, and I didn't think Storley was going to be able to take Amazov down and keep him down and do enough damage on top to, to put him out of there. And in a five-round fight, Amazov probably finds a way to win. Um, I was offered a fight with Amazov back before the uh, Gracie fight, but it wasn't enough time to get ready for, and it was pointless for me to fight somebody so good who was un unknown. It was better for me to fight Gracie, who everybody knew that name, and I beat the. If I win that fight, I beat the, we beat the Gracie. I argued a fight for the title. I would be fighting Amazov for the title. That's probably what, how, how that would have played out if uh, things would have played out differently in the Gracie fight. So I screwed that up, I guess. I screwed us with being able to fight. I should have fought being able to fight both of them, but because <laughs> yeah, I didn't win, I only had to fight one of them. But Amazov is tough. He dominated every round. He dominated on the feet. Uh, this is bloody elbow. Um, but yeah, the card started very early, 1 p.m. on the left coast. That was the main card. So I started watching, yeah, I started watching the undercard around that 1 p.m., I think, time and didn't realize it because I was also searching for the boxing and UFC stuff to watch also. But every clip that I've seen, Amazov looks smooth on his feet. He looks clean and crisp with the striking, and he transitions very well from striking into wrestling. And it's exciting 
to be able to see somebody who has this type of skill set and is able able to apply this type of skill set at this level. But it's also very sad. It's very sad because we're, we're quite possibly watching and looking at one of the best welterweights maybe to ever do it. But we're not going to get to watch him compete. Who's he got left to compete against now that he's beat Storley? Who's he going to compete against in Bellator? Because the market is monopolized by the UFC, we're being robbed of what, being able to watch one of the best MMA fighters, one of the best welterweights alive right now. He he may be somebody who technically could have beat GSP, but like we'll never get to see him rise to that status. Why? Because UFC is monopoly. They own all of the compete all the competitors, all the top competitors. Even if Bellator continually puts on better shows than the UFC for the next 10 years, it won't matter. That's not going to be enough to sway how much control the UFC already has, how much more money the UFC is already making. All the top fighters, if you want to be the best, UFC monopolizes the top title. He, uh, Yamasov, uh, Amazov, sorry, <clears throat> I mix his two names together, his first and last name together. Amazov will never earn as much fighting in Bellator than he will for the UFC, ever, no matter what. There is no circumstance that he is as profitable under Bellator as he is under the UFC. Okay, Bellator doesn't do pay-per-views. They're not going to pull the viewership. They don't pull the numbers. They don't. They don't have the. They don't have the budget. They don't have anywhere near what UFC has. It would take. It would take Bellator and the next two competitors that are on their level or close to them added together. <laughs> to be able to equal one-tenth of the UFC's power and ownership of the market. And this is a sad reality to us MMA fans of like one of the great fights or great fights we'll never get to see. We'll never get to see Amasov. We'll probably never see him fight in the UFC. We'll never fight him, see him fight Usman. We'll never see, we'll never see those fights. Like, Who's left? Who, who who can you tell me? Who out there can you tell me he has to fight right now at Bellator at 170? That would be as interesting as anybody in the top 10 at the UFC. And he's and he as an independent contractor isn't allowed to compete and earn as much money as possible because why? Because one entity says no. We just don't want you to compete. I just, it's gross. Are you guys sick of it yet? I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. Okay. It's a good question, Hamzamir. I still don't understand why Scott Coger sold Strike Force to Zufa back in the day when they were neck and neck with UFC. Took the money and ran, man. He sold out. It's like, why? I mean, he could have he worked a lot harder 
to, you know, try to try to overcome them. But he he took the money and like he's he made a ton of money. He was able to sit out for a little bit, not have to work, take care of his family, and now he's back in the market. Now he's back, and now he's still making money. You know, like he didn't miss out on anything. He basically sold out the fighters because you know, I mean, all the kind, all the fight, all the promotions that sold out to the UFC sold out the fighters. You know, so selling their contracts, sold their souls to the UFC, and said, you know, fuck you, sorry guys. <laughs> you know and made their money and we're like yeah wipe their hands of it it was a dirty it was a dirty deal everybody was in on it hey they all made money that's why i say this is a game of um pimps and hoes this is a game of pimps and hoes and the fighters are the hoes everybody else is a pimp everybody else is pimping you out the journalists the coaches the managers the, the popcorn people everybody they're they're profiting and making money and as much money as they possibly can make off of your brain damage and your failing health. It's just is what it is, I guess. Uh Hamza Zamir is saying one is crushing the Asian market. Ah, uh, maybe. I don't know. I mean, I there's a lot I don't know about their numbers. I don't know about their numbers, you know. They, they got the uh, uh, Prime deal, which I'm jazzed about because now it's easy for me to find one of C fights, and I know more when they're on. I pay attention more. Um, I do like the mixed card style of the fights, but I don't I don't have a lot of investment in a lot of the fighters. And strike and and uh, I'm sorry, one may just be like they may possibly just be laundering money. <laughs> A lot of that stuff may be fake numbers, and they're just running, running this stuff so they can, you know, get some money clean. You know, they're 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 claiming they're selling out stadiums and selling tons of money and and drinks and and food. Who knows if that's real? <laughs> they're just ringing that register like, oh, we sold some more, put some more money in the register. Oh, we sold some more, put some more money in the register. Could be. I don't know. It's all fishy, man. That is one thing that I will say is like, yeah, like I've been entertained. Mulatto Vanguard is saying one is putting on great fights. Even their Muay Thai fights are pretty good. I, I enjoy what they're doing with the mixed cards. They're fun. You know, I like them. I've been watching them. It's like, it's all I really do. And uh, as far as things I watch sports wise, that's it. It's combat, you know, grappling, MMA, <laughs> even, even wrestling. When I get something that comes from my timeline, that's interesting because it's around that time for uh, states and um, college stuff. Starting to see some big matches. Cool stuff, good techniques and breakdowns. You're not wrong. Ronnie P saying Strike Force and Pride were both as good, if not better, than the UFC. You're not, you're not wrong. Not wrong. All right. So Amazov is a stud and uh Yeah, and we'll never, and that's the thing is we'll never get to see, we'll never get to see how good he really is. I really don't think we're going to get to see how good he really is. 
because we're not going to get to see those top those top fights. It sucks. Spidey sense. He's got something bold to say. Um, he says, even if UFC weren't crushing opposition, you have to say Bellator promotion is terrible. No one in the regular public would have any clue what Bellator is. I mean, compare Bellator to Jake Paul or somebody like that. <laughs> yeah, like a lot of people aren't up on it. I, I don't even know when their fights are sometimes. Um, okay, let's keep going. So after that, we had, there was a Mayweather fight. Did you guys watch any of the Mayweather shenanigans? I didn't know who this guy was. He was fighting at all. But um, I'm not mad. I'm not mad at Mayweather. There's a lot of people who seem to be mad at Mayweather. You know? Um, I didn't know who Chalmers was. I guess he's fought some in Bellator. And he's had some boxing not much like a couple fights but he's a reality tv star from across the pond they say right he's across the pond this is bloody elbow giving some background on it but it was an eight round fight um chalmers didn't necessarily expose himself he didn't go crazy and try to hurt mayweather but you'd have to say chalmers did better than everybody else that's done the exhibition fights with him and I don't, I, I don't know, I, I don't care. I think they're having fun. It's a sparring match. You know, it's no different than like two, you know, like two guys going out and having a grapple and everybody watching just because like they're high level and they're playing a game and whatever. Now, yeah, obviously you could say that Chalmers is not anywhere close to the level of Mayweather, but you're getting to watch just a spectacle. I don't have a problem with it. I don't care. Everybody's kind of, there's people who are mad at this. Why should I care? You know, so, um, yeah, Chalmers didn't take any huge risks. Originally, it was supposed to go like six rounds. Uh, I didn't notice anything special about the fight, but it just looked like Mayweather was having fun. He's definitely fast and knows how to pick people to do these little shows with, you know, but I'm not mad at him. He wants to make some money doing this. Like, go do it. Like, you want to go, like, if you have the option of going to see, you know, I guess, like, uh, what's a big band? <laughs> Stone Temple Pilots. <laughs> or no, who's a old, who's a band that's, like, old? I don't even know. Kiss. Would you rather see Kiss when they were young and skinny or old? <laughs> At least you got to see him, right? At least you got to see him. Watch Kiss when they're old. Um, but yeah, whatever. Let him make his money. Let Floyd make his money. After that, we get the UFC. And the UFC was a little bit of a disappointment because the main card, the main fight, fell off. The main fight fell off. It was supposed to be... Um, Krylov and Span. Krylov and Span. But that day, two hours before the fights, whatever, Krylov couldn't, he didn't feel well. He felt sick. And I've been in that spot, and I went ahead and fought. Other people have went ahead and fought, and 
it's not for it's not for on like no reason right there's plenty of times when they've they've you know kicked people out and then cut them um deron win aka fighter he he got dizzy the day of the fight or the day before because of the cut or whatever and they ended up cutting his fight and they cut his contract because his fight before was a loss and they're just like ah <laughs> we're over it but uh this the most notable fights i think um let's see there's some good fights peak Trevor Peak looked great. That was fun. He was out there having a great time. He just couldn't wait to be out there and fighting. Uh, Jordan Levitt, of course, looked really good. Um, coming back, you know, he kind of got put in a funky spot. I think he beat himself. I think he got into his own head with the Patty fight. Uh, I think he beats Patty most times. He needs to have more confidence in himself. Uh, he got the KO. He usually doesn't KO people. He usually submits people. That was cool. Um, he's just a fun personality. Jordan Lovett's a fun personality. He's a fun person to watch fight. Victor Martinez looked really tough. I thought this was going to be a tough hurdle for Jordan. Like, I kind of thought maybe UFC was tired of him and wanted to push him out, so they gave him a stud. I think that's kind of a, I think that's kind of a pattern I'm recognizing here. Right? They have a guy with potential, and they put him up against a star or somebody they're trying to build. And if he beats the star, then they push that guy. But if, if the star beats him, they put him up against the killer, right? To see if they cut him loose or 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 push him and use him as a gatekeeper. It's like one of those one of those things happens. Um main card, main card. Uh Malat. I like him a lot. Mike Malat, I like him a lot. Submission round four. He was just on him. On him like white on rice and uh, would not give up until he finished with the submission. So that was fun to watch. Uh, Tatiana Suarez back after like three years off or so for knee surgery. Kind of gave a little emotional um, interview afterwards. It is it is hard to like be stripped away from the things you love. Wait till you get old. Wait till you get old like me. <laughs> so you get a little older. And it's just age that holds you back from competing the way you want to and doing the things you really love. It's like, I got to find new things to love again. Damn it. Gosh, damn it. Got to find new things. Uh, Spidey sense saying some double pilots are old now, John. So are we, most of them are probably dead actually, but no, I, I don't know why I was thinking, I was trying to think of stone, uh, Rolling Stones, that's the one I was thinking Stone something. Rolling Stones, right? You want to see the Rolling Stones when they're young or when they're old. At least you got to see them, right? Yeah. Span, yeah, Span did get screwed again. I hope they paid him. I hope they paid him something. I hope they paid his show money. If he if he showed up, made weight, he should have got his stone, stone money. Or stone money. He should have got his show money. <laughs> got his stoned money. Show's almost over. Guess what's on my mind? <laughs> Oh man. Okay, so um yeah, as far as and then Augusta Sakai looked really good. You know, um I was big on Augusto Sakai when he first came to UFC because he was coming over from kickboxing world and he was looked devastating there. But he's had kind of a back and forth so so type of um showing with the UFC. You know, I don't know what his I'm trying to look real time what his normal 
Uh, he's got a loss to Spivak last year, fought one time, uh, lost to Tiavusa, lost uh, Rosenstrike. Oh, so he's been on a skid. Yeah, man. He's on a little skid. Lost to Overeem. He beat Blagoy. Yeah, man. He beat Blagoy in 2020, and he's been on a skid since. And then he's finally got a win here with uh, Mays. And this was probably a test for Mays to see if he was ready for bigger, bigger comings. Uh, but, yeah, Sakai pulled out the fight. It was good to see him fight pretty well. More pressure maybe, get him out of there faster. We'll see if he keeps – things headed in this direction or not i don't know we'll see we gotta gotta wait and see with sakai and then in the main event the new main event newly crowned main event brandon allen and andre muniz and allen was ferocious he was a ferocious animal he was all over muniz um they traded a little bit with the stand-up they both hit each other pretty hard and i think that um allen gave it better then Munez did. Um, it looked like Munez got stumbled back or paused a couple times throughout the fight. And then Allen finally got him to the ground, got him tired. And when he got to the back, he just relentlessly attacked the neck until he got that choke. And he finished another submission win. Um, looking good. Allen is now... Sitting at, let's see, he won his last fight submission against Jotko. He won against Malkun. That was a decision. He uh, submitted Alvi. He lost to Chris Curtis. He beat Soriano. He beat Robertson. He lost to Strickland. So... Yeah, man, he needs a Strickland or Curtis type style fight next. Rematches or uh, somebody who's on that level, who's on that that pace, that scale. But he's close, I think. He's put some wins together. He looked impressive. Who else is who else he got for him? I mean, I guess there's a number of people at 85, you know. But like Brendan Allen right now could beat the current champ. Because the current champ might not be able to stop him from taking him down. All right? Am I wrong with that assessment? That Brendan Allen could very well possibly win um, the middleweight title right now. Right? Because Piera is not that great on the ground. So we're looking at, at Allen as a potential champ. This guy could be champ material right now. What do you guys think of that? Huh? Am I getting ahead of myself? <laughs> all right, all right. So that's that's UFC. All right, we'll cover. I'll go through the chats here, and we'll get to the next, the next little thing. Um, Spidey Sense. He says. Hey, John, did you get any blowback from your MGTOW video? As someone who once identified with that, I thought your take was pretty nuanced. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Because 
uh, I wasn't all up in the space like the way most of these guys were for a long time. You know, I'm still kind of an outside outsider. I've just learned a lot. Um, but yeah, I've heard, you know, I wasn't in a bunch of group chats and stuff and things online in the 2000s and early 2010s. I just, I was doing real life stuff. I just didn't, I wasn't doing that. <laughs> I did play some video games, but whatever. Um, so I did have a friend who brought up MGTOW at a certain point and it sounded interesting. And it really, like I said, in my video, like it sounded like what I was doing, like putting myself first center point of origin type stuff, but not exactly. It turned into a girls are icky club and I didn't get much blowback at all from it because no one watched it. And you know why no one's watched it? Because the algorithm killed it and it was demonetized. Okay. It was demonetized. I requested them to check it and make sure it was okay. They, they want pro MGTOW content guys. Does that tell you something? YouTube is pushing pro MGTOW content. Do you understand? Do you guys get it? Is it sinking in your head? Do you guys understand? Okay. Me telling guys, Hey, stop being sad sacks. Stop being losers. Do some work, build yourself up. Like that's, that's demonetized. That type of stuff is demonetized. Like men saying, Oh, the world is terrible. Quit. Give up. Women are awful. Just give up. Watch porn, play video games, eat the bugs, live in the pod, screw everybody. That's promoted. Scary world, people. Scary. Oh, Topher. Topher says, I bought a cheesecake. Perfect way to sabotage jiu-jitsu class. Not if you earned it. It's a Sunday. Have you earned it? Have you, have you done your work through the week? Have you earned yourself a treat? It's okay to celebrate victories. Just don't celebrate nothing. All right, that's degeneracy. Brandon Hunter, thank you very much for saying, I thought his MGTOW take was 100% accurate. I appreciate it. Champ Material, he's talking about Brendan Allen, Rattlesnake, Grease. You think? You think he's got it? I don't know. Yes, Drunken Boxing, you are correct. He says, yes, I agree. Allen is good. Muniz was tagging him a bit, though. Yeah, he did land some good shots, which is nice because it's impressive because he could take it. Like, he didn't – I didn't see him get wavered or wobbled or, like, paused. Like, you know, when he hit the pause button, you know, he he got hit and he kind of kind of came through it. It was good. Yeah, Topher, you're not wrong. Topher says, Alan didn't really impress me. I feel like Chris leaving his prime could have KO'd him. I'm just saying right now with what's available, with what's available to people, um, he's tough. But, yeah. Again, historically, I don't think 185 has been that tough of a weight class. And I have, I have my reasons. I have my reasons. Uh, you're right. Drunken Boxing says, someone like Curtis with power is a problem. That's probably why Curtis got that win over him. All righty, all righty. Let's see. What else did we have? 
So that was UFC. And then we already did the Mayweather. Um, and we'll go to the uh, Jake Paul. The Jake Paul, which was today. Which I watched. Um, I saw the last three fights. And uh, I was watching the kids football at the same time. So it may not be the best breakdown of everything. But um, the three fights that I did catch were the Almayuf and Martinez fight, which uh, Almayuf almost blew that <laughs> in the first round. First and second round, he almost blew it because uh, he came out hard and fast in front of a home crowd and thought he was going to knock out this guy. But this guy was like Ecuadorian. And like it's Ecuadorian, you could tell he was nails. He wasn't the greatest skilled fighter ever, but he was nails. He was there to fight. And he knocked down. He knocked the guy down. He knocked um, Zayad Almayuf off. He knocked him down in the first round. And then uh, he hit him with some good punches the second round. And then finally, Zayad calmed down and started boxing, started getting a little bit more technical and clean. And he ended up winning 38-37. It was a very close fight. Um, he almost, almost blew it. Um, then in the, the next fight before the uh, Fury fight, Fury Paul, was Bodu Jack and uh, Junior Makabu. Makabu was a cruiserweight champ. Big, powerful guy, 36-year-old Bodu Jack coming in at 39. Um, Bodu Jack's fought on the Paul cards before. I was I was called and asked to fight Bodu Jack. <laughs> I was called to ask this guy on one of the Paul cards. I've talked about it. I talked about it on the show. They asked me, offered me like 20 grand. They're like, oh, well, he's been retired for a while and whatever. <laughs> he's getting ready to come back and become a, a three-time champ. <laughs> Man, I would have got beat up that night, man. I'm not a boxer. You know, um, maybe if it was bare knuckles, but. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so but, but um, that, that fight, Bodu Jack uh, looked really good. Um, Makabu. A powerful, very powerful fight fighter, right? Powerful southpaw. He he throws that ugly right uh, right hook at you and then tries to smash you with his left hand. And he's got he's got some big power. Um, he was able to. Uh, Bodajak was able to avoid the power. He boxed him. He outboxed him. He used a lot of different tools. Uh, moved a lot. Angled around a lot. Countered well. He just looked. He looked really polished, man. He looked really great. Um, for a 39-year-old who's come out of retirement uh, not that long ago. But, yeah, congrats to him. It was a good fight. And then we get into the main main event. Tommy Fury. Tyson Fury's little brother, right? I would never have guessed these two were brothers. You put them next to each other, you know? Um But Fury has grown up around boxing his whole his whole life. You know, he's been he's been a boxer. He's been around boxing, whether it was gypsy, bare knuckle type fights or whatever. He's just been involved in fighting and boxing for a long time. And this is the first time that 
Paul had to fight somebody who was an actual boxer who spent time boxing. And, um, oh, half brothers, that makes sense. Half brothers. And, um, you know, uh, it's the first time that Paul fought somebody that was at his level, his boxing level, his type of rank. They fought similar type, whatever type people. Um, but you know, furious fighting guys with losing records and, and <laughs> Paul's fighting guys who are old and too small, you know, so it, they're both, they're both bullies bullying up people, but this fight, we actually got a decent fight, you know, cause they were pretty evenly matched and that made it fun to watch. And it was really cool to watch. It's sad at the same time because I was thinking about how, like, back in the day, it used to be everybody would be waiting to talk about the Ali and Frazier fight, <laughs> you know? And now it's like, oh, we're talking about YouTuber and, and reality TV star and half-brother of champ guy fights, you know? But it goes to show you the power of promotion. It's very powerful, very, very powerful. You know, being told what's important <laughs> You know, being told that these two guys fighting is more important than, you know, two actual champions fighting. If you paid for that card, you got your money's worth because of the Bodu Jack fight. Period. That was that was a championship level fight. That was a cruiserweight title. That was a WBO or BC. I can't remember one of those, but one of those big belts. But that was a legit title fight. You guys, if you paid for that card, you did not get robbed. You got your money because of that fight. The Jake Paul and Fury fight turned out to be bonus. That's typically, you know, the, those are the undercard guys. That skill level is the undercard guys. Those would have been the undercard guys to the Bodu Jack fight. But because of promotion and how that works, because of social media and how a lot of the younger generation works with things now and how they think about things now, he was the main, he was the main card. He was the main show, the big show, but whatever we got to watch fights and I'm thankful for that. I'm very thankful for all these guys going out there and fighting. I'm very thankful for all these promoters going out there promoting. I just wish the promoters would stop ripping off the fighters. Okay. We're already getting brain damage. <laughs> stop taking our money too. Oh man. Rattlesnake says, have you seen the documentary All My Homies Hate Jake Paul by Napoleon Bonaparte? It's brilliant, hilarious, truly moving at times. No, I have not. What platform might that be available on? You are right, Ronnie P. Have you been watching my show? Don't tell me. That he, like, he does. He's only got like two punches, maybe three. Right. He's got the uh the body jab, the wild haymaker over the top. Right. That's how he sets it up. Body jab throws over top. Body jab throws over the top. He hugs, maybe throws a sneaks an uppercut, tries to sneak an uppercut in there through and he's hugging um uh through his uh, uppercut and inside, but usually not not much on them. Nothing really hard to the body, just that one, two punches. That's why I was talking about the Anderson Silva fight. I was talking about that being a fake and possibly arranged um, pro wrestling style fight because 
the idea that Anderson Silva couldn't pick up on two punches, that still blows my mind. To this day, I question that fight just because of that. Because he's, he has he has two punches. Go watch him fight. He pretty much has two punches. Jab to the body, overhand. Jab to the body, overhand. There's not a lot of a variation to that and what he's doing. So, I don't know. You guys want to show me some uh, highlights that show that I'm completely wrong, go, go for it. But I, I haven't been seeing it in those fights. All right. So, was that? That's. I think we got it. We got it, guys. We got through everything. That was a lot of stuff. That was a lot of fights. It really was. Um, you guys got to be making sure that you're uh, going to the description, following the links, right? Checking out the robot dog stuff, right? You guys, the dogs are coming. The robot dogs are coming. <clears throat> You need your you need your robot dog stuff. So follow links below. You can find your robot dog gear on the spread shirt stuff. All right. Go to johnfish.net. Sign up for the newsletter. I am working on practical self-defense right now. And it's it's done. It just needs to be put into PDF and made fancy. So I've got a very important person working on that project currently. And I hope that that's finished by the end of the week, you know, and I should have that practical self-defense available and ready. And <clears throat> it's going to be good. It's good. You guys will be able to do this on your own, not on your own. You need a partner, right? You and your partner, you can go in on it together and split it and split the stuff and then train together every day. You go to the park, right? It's practical self-defense. So we're not, we're not hitting the ground yet, okay? We got a few things where we put them to the ground or we push them to the ground, but we're not getting involved in the ground fighting. We're just hand fighting mostly. We're taking control of the situation on our feet so that it doesn't have to escalate any, any further than that. We're gonna get to a dominant position, control hands, control arms, underhooks, snap downs, pushing people away, creating space, getting away ourselves. That type of stuff. We're not, we're not grappling, going to the ground, wrestling on the ground. That's that'll be some video in the future, okay? Because I have the intro to practical self defense, and this is going to be the practical self defense, okay? Then we'll then we'll upgrade. We'll upgrade from there, okay? Turn you guys into machines, fighting machines. You will not believe how little technique it takes to be a competent fighter when it comes to self defense, okay? <clears throat> um, knowing how to hand fight, knowing how to fight inside hand position, knowing how to fight angles, knowing how to maintain posture, knowing how to break posture. All of these things are tools that are easy, not easy, simple. Okay. They're not super technical. It's not super impossible. You can do it. <laughs> it's very possible for you to do. All right. So, um, I highly recommend you guys learn how to fight. It, it'll be at the least you and your friends can learn this and do this together and then just play around with, with 
trying to get to dominant positions, grab each other, see if you can get to the other person's back, see if you can get a two-on-one control, see if you can dig an underhook and hold it, see if you can, you know, dig double underhooks and, and like get a body lock on your buddy. You can do a lot of stuff without actually hitting the ground and, and uh, rolling around on the ground, right? Trying to, trying to tip, tiptoe you guys towards some of that stuff. A lot of the, a lot of the Gracie stuff is well um, too anxious to go to the ground. Okay, there are a number of headlock defenses that you can do before you get to the ground that you should do before you try to roll through. Because even though the roll through works great, it puts you on the ground. And now you're committed to a ground fight and you don't know if that person you're fighting with is the only person there. You don't know if that's the only person you're going to have to fight. That becomes a problem. All right. Uh, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <clears throat> All right. Wilhelm Zichik Klappa says, how about to take down a robot dog? That DVD will be coming. That'll be coming. We'll, we'll work on that. We'll get to it. Step by step, guys. Step by step. All right. So, like, I'll even, I think I'm thinking about putting uh, the self-defense stuff in a package with the strength training package so you can get everything and in on the uh, accountability chat right and then people will be able to ask questions directly about the fitness stuff the diet stuff and the fight stuff all in one place no problems everybody pulling together to get ahead all right uh might be hard to find Anybody teaching Sambo? Yeah, it might be. I would look up the National Sambo Federation type stuff in, in the U.S. and see if you have locations close to you. Yep, you're going to need them. <clears throat> you're going to need them, Ronnie P. You're going to need those tools. Let's <laughs> hope you have enough ammo. <laughs> bulletproof they don't even have to make them bulletproof they just make them explosive they just got to get it close enough and they make so many of them you know pat yo thank you very much appreciate it for the happy birthday all right guys i appreciate you thanks for watching i appreciate all the super chats make sure you're buying stuff buying courses telling your friends about what's going on because i get zero push from the algorithms none of my stuff shows up it's very very disheartening, but I, I gain inspiration from, uh, uh, Jason Burmis, right? We do mixed mental or mixed martial mindset. We do mixed martial mindset together and his channel is completely demonetized. He's got 60, 70,000 followers and his, his entire channel is demonetized. So he doesn't make any money directly from his videos. So no matter how many watches or views his videos get, he gets nothing from them. So, He's got a great community that supports him. You guys have been supporting me. I really support, uh, really appreciate the super chats. They help a lot. If you guys are, are buying the programs, that's that's awesome. Buying the t-shirts, anything else, and uh, all that helps out a lot. Helps me keep going, helps me doing this stuff. All right, appreciate you guys tuning in and commenting and stuff. 
keeping the show rolling. Not everybody can do a one-hour show <laughs> sitting by themselves and uh, keeping people entertained for a whole 60 minutes. Not everybody has that skill. You guys, you guys make it easy because I get the feedback, right? I talk about some good stuff. Um, all right. If you guys want to help out, help a brother out by uh, liking, sharing, subscribing. Make sure you're going to the Clips channel. All right. Make sure you're going to the Clips channel. If I can get the Clips channel past 1,000 and monetize that, that'll help out. Um, it seems like they have less restrictions on that channel for some reason. Probably because I have, they, I don't know, they don't have all, it's not big enough yet for them to care about what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, guys, make sure. Make sure you guys are uh, subscribed up. All right. Sign up for the newsletter at jumpers.net. Thanks for watching. I'll check you out later.